I'm Marcy Ferry, and this is the Mindful Content Creator Podcast, a podcast for creators and creatives who are tired of the hustle and grind of content creation and who would rather create in flow with their own creative process. Here we focus less on the business of content creation and more on creating content that inspires us and has a lasting impact on the people it reaches. For us, the priority is storytelling over selling and community building over marketing. It's all about soul and intuition-led creation, not using a one-size-fits-all formula. We each have a story we came here to tell. We each have messages only we can share and that our community needs to hear. And this is where we come together to explore how to do that all while having fun, being true to ourselves, and staying in flow. Welcome to our sacred creation space. Welcome back. This is episode six of the Mindful Content Creator podcast. And today I want to talk about your content creation style, or the best process or method for you to create that brings you inspiration and joy. We dove into this a bit in episode two when we did the visualization practice exploring what mindful content creation could look like for you. So if you haven't done that meditation yet, I recommend giving it a try and seeing what comes up for you. With this episode, I'll dive into the different facets that make up your content creation style. And these might be things you don't even really realize you're doing, you're just doing them naturally. Where we tend to veer off course is when we try to use other people's methods or recommendations for content creation, and those aren't always true to who we are and how we flow best as creators. Stepping into mindful content creation fully means understanding the methods through which you create best, even if it seems different or counterproductive or not what the experts would recommend. I see each person's content creation style through the lens of who, what, where, when, why, and how. So that's who we create with, what we create, where we create, when we create, why we create, and finally, how we create. We've already explored the why in episode four, so I won't go too deeply into that, but I want to give a good overview of the others. And something to keep in mind before we dive into these, your style is subject to change. As we evolve in our own creative practices, our preferences can change. So when I talk about the different ways of creating with each of these, if you aren't instantly sure of your preference, certainly consider your past experiences, but then also don't be afraid to try out different possibilities. In that process, it will start to become clear what works best for you. Let's start our exploration into your content creation style with who you create with. Do you like to create alone or do you enjoy creating in a collaborative environment with others? And this applies to all parts of your process, the idea process, the creation process, and the editing process. In the idea or inspiration process, you might be someone who likes to get quiet and go within, perhaps with meditation, or you might get most inspired when interacting with the world. This could be physically getting out and being around other people or creators, or it could be reading or interacting with other content. In the creation process, you might create best alone with no one else around you, or you might benefit from one or more people being around to talk about anything that comes up as you create. In the editing process, you might prefer creating different iterations on your own, editing by yourself, or you might like to get feedback, perspective, or input from others as you edit. I think your style here could be influenced a little bit by whether you are naturally an introvert or an extrovert, but regardless, in some areas you might prefer being alone and in others you might want help. For example, you might want to be alone when you're actually creating, but when you're editing, you might want to bring in a few people to look at your work and give you some feedback. You might instantly know right now whether you prefer to work on your own or with others, but if you don't, take a look back on some of your favorite pieces of content that you've created, and if you've struggled with content creation, think in general of things that you've created that you love. Who was around you through that process? Was it just you? Did you bring in a few trusted friends or mentors? 
And were there certain phases with the creation process that you preferred to be alone versus with others? Remember that if you aren't sure, try working alone and then bringing in others and see what feels right to you. Maybe you even find that with certain types of content, such as a newsletter or an email campaign, you prefer to create alone. And then with other types, such as creating, say, an Instagram reel, you prefer to have others around. This is valid, too. We can have different preferences based on the type of content we're creating. And it is good to be aware of this so that we can more easily get into our creative flow rather than forcing ourselves to work in a way that leads to frustration. By paying attention to our preferences, we can start to follow our joy in the process. Next, let's talk about what you prefer to create. Are you the queen of funny Instagram reels or do you do best when you have no word count restrictions on your personal blog? Or maybe you love to write and build newsletters, but you can't stand getting in front of a camera. Take note of which types of content tend to light you up during the creation process and which ones feel heavy to you. You might want to consider removing the ones that feel heavy even if everyone says you need to do them. Forcing yourself to create content in a format that you don't feel like your best self in likely won't lead to great content. If you see it as a challenge and you want to overcome fear or perhaps an old story around why you aren't good at a certain type of content, then I encourage you to explore that and find some good partners, guides, or friends that can help you move beyond that. But if something truly doesn't feel like it's you, let it go or create a lot less of that type of content. Create more of what feels fun and exciting instead of forcing yourself to diversify. In this case, focusing in on even one type of content could be the difference maker for you because you'll want to keep making it, whereas if you start to force yourself to do a bunch of different things you don't like, you'll burn out and maybe not create much at all. And that, to me, is a worse outcome than putting out content that doesn't get as much views or engagement as we'd like it to. Okay, let's talk about where you create. What setting do you like to have in order to get into a creative flow? Some settings you could create include a traditional office setting, at home or away from home, a coffee shop, or even outside sitting in nature. There are a lot of places where we could create. You might like or even need silence in order to create, in which case a home office setting where you can close the door might be nice. But if you like some noise in the background, a co-working space or a coffee shop might do the trick for you, or even just playing some music in the background. I sometimes like to have the noise, so even if I'm at home, I will put on some coffee shop music or white noise in the background. YouTube is great for this. The setting also includes what is around you and supporting you. Maybe you need a certain type of chair to give you support, or a desk that you can move up and down depending on whether you want to sit or stand. And you might like to have everything you need out and around you when you create, perhaps kind of like organized chaos. Or you might like things very neat and put away. Some other things that could enhance your creation setting are, as I mentioned, sound or music, but also scents. Maybe you like to have a certain essential oil diffusing or a candle burning. You could also want a particular beverage or a snack nearby, like coffee, tea, or water. Consider what you often get up to grab in the middle of creating, and those are the things you may actually want to have ready or nearby when you begin to create. I want to dive more into your creation space in a future episode and even bring on a guest who is an expert in feng shui and interior design to help us learn what can set us up to find our creative flow. So stay tuned for that one. Next, let's talk about when you like to create. This includes the actual time of day and the frequency or how often you want to create. And do you like to create with a structured schedule or do you do best when you act when inspired? Maybe it's somewhere in between this. Some people do best when they have a schedule and even time blocked on their calendar for creation. Some might even have to do this because they have another full-time job or kids and it's hard for them to do the create whenever I feel inspired method. And that's okay. I totally get this as a new parent and as someone who created on the side of a full-time job. This might not be your true preferred way to create, but it is what works for you now in the season of life you're in and you can still make the best of that. 
If you fall into this category, one way to help you balance your hits of inspiration with the times you need to create is to try your best to log those ideas when they come in. This can be physically writing them in a notebook or on a scrap of paper, typing them into your notes app on your phone, emailing yourself with them, or even recording a voice note to yourself. Then, when it's time for you to create, revisit these first and then follow the thread that inspires you most in that moment. For those who naturally love structure and can make it work, take note of the time that you seem to be most creative and inspired. Is it in the morning, first thing when you get up, or maybe it's late morning after you've had coffee and checked your email? You could also be an afternoon or evening creator going even late into the night. Whatever your preference is, let yourself lean into that, even if it goes against traditional working hours. Creativity often doesn't follow traditional work time. Also, I notice some of my clients like to create their content all in one day each week in large chunks of time. But I also have other clients who like to space it out, maybe focusing on just one piece at a time and creating maybe each day or several days of the week. If you aren't sure what would work best, give both a try and then see what feels better to you. Once you know what your preferred time and frequency is, you can try putting the time on your calendar and then creating a rough plan of how you'll spend that time on that particular day. A content calendar may also be good for you to have, and we'll talk more about content calendars in a future episode. If you like to create when you get hits of inspiration, then don't force yourself to schedule the time. Do your best to have what you need to create always nearby and ready to go. That way, nothing small will stop you from starting once that inspiration strikes. For example, if you love to create videos and reels and you like to record as soon as an idea comes, try to have a space in your home always set up and ready to go for filming. And even if you can't do that, simply having all of your devices with you ready to go and charged will help, and then you can quickly get them set up wherever you are. And now for the why. This is a big part of remaining committed to content creation, and it most definitely impacts your style of creation. It is the spark that starts all of it. To explore your why more, revisit episode four, which is all about your why, as I mentioned earlier, and also go back to episode five, which focuses on setting intentions for your content. And finally, all of this really culminates in the how. The who, what, where, when, and why are all parts of the how, but there are some other important pieces too. As a creator, do you create best when you write out your thoughts or ideas, or maybe when you talk them out? Do you need something outside of you to spark the inspiration? And this is not just people, as we talked about in the who section, but also other content or art, or maybe even a prompt or inquiry that gets you started. I learned from reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert that Brene Brown apparently likes to write her books by going out of town with a few trusted friends or colleagues, and she talks out the content of her book with them while they take notes. And it is from these notes that she then writes. Once I learned this, I started to notice I had clients who needed to create this way too. They are natural speakers and talkers, so when they tell me all about their ideas, there's so much great content in what they say. But when they sit down to write out their own ideas, they get stuck or struggle to find the right words, which results in them not creating much at all. So understanding how you best get your ideas and messages out of your mind is important. Maybe you've been forcing yourself all along to write things out, but you'd do much better if you talked it out with others or if you even recorded yourself talking and then turned it into whatever type of content you want or need. You could also benefit from prompts or other outside sources of inspiration. Perhaps someone asking you a question can get you talking, and in that response is some great content. I've had clients who do best with this method use recordings from meetings they have with clients to give them content inspiration. This is also why I send out weekly content creation prompts through Substack. If you think this could help you, be sure to subscribe and join the community on Substack. The link will be down in the show notes. Or you might be more like me and like to write things out a lot, going back and iterating until you hone in on your key message or story. 
I've always been someone who likes to write it out, so I stick with that primarily, but I also use other methods when I'm inspired. You could also benefit from a combo of these methods, and again, it could be different depending on the type of content you're creating. I encourage you to play with it all. And as I close out this episode, that's what I want to remind you of. Play. Simply play around until you find, or accidentally stumble into, what works for you right now as a creator. Do your best to shut out the voices that tell you how you should create in order to be the most efficient or get the most engagement or earn the most money. This advice tends to be overly generalized, considering only a small group for which that method or style worked. But what you want is to find the style that's uniquely yours, so you enjoy creating and don't burn yourself out before you've even really started. Your community is waiting and needs to hear your messages, so don't let the self-doubt and fear get in the way. Just focus on creating and then let all that noise fall away. I do plan to dive deeper into all of these aspects of your style in future episodes and with guests who can give us some real-life examples of these. Are there any other ways that you uniquely create that I didn't mention in this episode? Please feel free to share with us in the comments section for this episode on Substack. What you do might inspire someone else, or you might find others who work in a similar way and who could encourage and support you. Head to themindfulcontentcreator.substack.com. The link will be in the show notes. I can't wait to hear what you learn about your content creation style, so please feel free to also share that in the comments or send me a message and let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Mindful Content Creator Podcast. If this episode spoke to you, I invite you to join the community over on Substack. Each week, I'll send out the episode and a prompt to help you create content, along with other bonus material. You can also participate in the chat and share your ideas with me and other fellow mindful content creators. Subscribe now at themindfulcontentcreator.substack.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram for additional insights and inspiration. You can find me at the mystical fairy with fairy spelled F-A-R-R-E-Y. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, please subscribe and leave a review if you feel called. Now go out into the world and create meaningful content that brings you joy. See you next time.